Hey everyone, they said it couldn't be done, or I said it couldn't be done, but we are here in episode two of New Girl, Old Guy. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher, and I am here with the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? I'm great. Well, who said what couldn't be done? <laughs> I said, I didn't know, every episode, it's like a bonus. I can't believe we're still here. Um, no, I don't think so. I think Rob once said that he read Rob. That's Rob Sesterino. We should really anytime we mention someone we know in real life, we should say who they are just in case there's we should one. say who we are. We yeah, let's we say who really we are. Well, granted. let's what if we reveal who we are in the finale in the last episode <laughs> in season seven? Like you talking about what country you live in on an app this week and never mention the country that you live in. Uh, yeah. Well, you want to keep people <laughs> guessing on on the very mean Reddit thread about your podcast. No, it was nice. But um, I, I okay. So my name is Keith Wieneker. Did you say your name yet? Yeah, I always I don't forget my own name. I also said your name. You don't even. Okay, listen. well then, why do you think they don't know who we are if we said our name? Stop names? clicking, Akiva the Pacer Winokur. Please stop clicking. I don't want to have to edit that out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I will not. I will not click anymore. <laughs> what are you clicking? What? Uh, just it's a nervous tick. I'm just like highlighting over something and then unhighlighting, and and it's just uh, I don't know. It's not so interesting, but. Oh, wait, so you said last week also that we should like explain who we are. Do you th- do you think that's true? Well, we got feedback. I- I'm very excited. We have buzz, baby, and I like it. We have a small but healthy audience, and this is how I like to podcast, family only. You know, we have a close group here listening to us. I'm very excited about the response. So thank you to those who responded, who's quirkier. I don't think we really got a definitive answer on that. I think we did. I think it was like 15 to 6 me or something like that. Wow. You think we got uh, 21 responses? No, I was being nice. It was more like 12 (laughs) to 3 me or something. I think you're quirkier for a podcast, like a podcast persona. Like I'm probably more similar to like the podcast world. You're more of like a who's that guy with all these kids and in a country he won't say where he lives in. But in the real world, I think for, like, a dad, you're, like, pretty run-of-the-mill, and I'm probably quirkier in my real life. Uh, that's possible. But, again, we have 140 episodes to decide who's quirkier. That's our ultimate goal here is just to figure that out. <laughs> that sounded so mean, but I meant it as, like, a nice thing. Like, you're run-of-the-mill dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm generic dad. I, I, I've, I also thought of a couple of things this week, if you don't mind. Please. I think that after every season, and I assume there's like 22 episodes mostly in the seasons, but I think one of them is much shorter, if I'm not mistaken, the last one. I think because this is a show that you've seen and I have, and I think at the end of every season we should do like a bonus episode where I make you watch something you've never seen that I have. Amazing. I was thinking the same thing, that we should have some segment where we talk about like a show that has nothing to do with New Girl, so that's perfect. (laughs) You're already sick of New Girl in episode two. That's not a great I'm not sick of it. I just thought it would be funny if we had a segment of, like, what else are you watching? Like, (laughs) I don't know. It was – we're on – yes. Yes. Great idea, Keeve. Although that – now that – it is a good idea, but now I think about it, it's, like, at least five months away if we never miss a week. Yeah, I'm saying yes emphatically because, like, we'll never get there. Although I have – And we'll forget to do it also. We'll 100% forget. I know this from my other podcasts that I make promises that are easily keepable but then don't write them down. I will forget uh, – not forget. I I want to point out that I've been ragging on you all over Twitter and on this podcast about 
you being obsessed with booking guests and you know you went to sleep to the virtual world on Shabbat and when you came back on Saturday Saturday night I had booked three guests <laughs> for, for about this podcast wow you want to say who they are or can we keep it a surprise till they know and, and 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 I have no intentions of adding I will mention one of them in response to one of the questions we got but uh you know I got a cool off now <laughs> it's like I've been I've been uh Firing on all cylinders. I'm overexcited. I'm overcommitting us. And now I'm going to, you know, calm down hopefully into the next week. But none of the guests are coming up in the next few weeks anyway. So we still have time. Correct. But you're also like, you're at, someone will say like, hey, Ali, I want to come on the podcast. And you'll be like, all right, what's your favorite episode? People are strategic with that. No one's going to say like, if they want to come on, ooh, season five, episode 19. I'll hear, I'll hear from you in 2023. That's sort of a me move. I would do that. You would do that, you think. You don't think so? But you would never message the the person to begin with. You would never message the person to begin with and be like, I need to be on your show. You're right. But if I was asked, I would pick, like, I'll come for the finale. Yeah, the series finale, I'd like to break that down with you guys, if you don't mind. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, so what else were you thinking about this week? Let's do do Keeve's Corner. We'll open the show with Keeve's Corner. Um, Just share your thoughts about whatever. No, that was... Yeah, that was my main thing. You also people said that we should explain our dynamic, and I don't know what that means. Oh, right, we already didn't. So yeah, so we got that feedback, and I agree that I think we're taking for granted, and you know, we're pl- if we're playing the odds, it's most likely that the major- the entire audience knows us from either the challenge or an app or Thirty Two Fans or my favorite podcast, the Thirty Two Fans Patron Podcast. What about the and- Seinfeld Show? <laughs> well, no one knows. What disrespect? That. But, uh, you know, maybe someone's just like checking this out for the first time or they watch the challenge, but they don't know Kiwi or more likely they know Kiwi, but they don't know me. So maybe we should introduce ourselves, although I've joined podcasts halfway through. You get the jokes. You'll figure it out. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's going to be so like meta and and over their heads. I'm not sure anybody has to worry worry about that. I I think... um, yeah, no, I, I'd love to know if there's one person out there who's never heard either of us podcast before who found this from, like, iTunes or Anchor or, you know, one of the – just the podcast podcast app. They were, like – they Googled New Girl Podcast during their 21st podcast binge, you know, New Girl Binge, topping your 20. How If someone did that, how should they contact us? I mean, give your personal phone number. <laughs> if, someone, if someone did that, then you can have a direct line to us. Yes, that's I, true. I, yeah. Um, I, but also in just doing that shtick, I think we did introduce ourselves. So I think that's fine. I just mentioned what I podcast about, what you podcast about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's our, but that's not our dynamic. Well, what's our dynamic? That's just, I don't know. You, that's somebody said, imagine walking into this podcast and not knowing their dynamic. It would be confusing. All right. Here's what I think our dynamic is. Ready? Okay. Yes. Yes. We're two Jews. Mm-hmm. So one far, so more good. committed than the other. You, you guys decide. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, like, we're, we got New York shtick, mm-hmm. and that's it. Well, you're, like, you're from New dynamic. Jersey. I don't know what you're, why you're trying to pass and yourself you off as a New And you live in Israel, York, but we have New York shtick. Uh-huh. That's, that's the dynamic. I, I, 1,000%, you know that I just owned someone recently who was pretending to be from New York. He said something, and I said, oh, this guy said that uh he like talks about the office being overrated but he's never seen it and i said are you sure you're from new york that's big jersey energy boom sniffed him out he BJ. was from jersey yeah 
So you, but you're, own, yeah, I, you're a proud Jersey person. A hundred percent. But I just thought, you know, God forbid we get to the show, New Girl, that we're here to talk about. So I thought in our people get that it's universal. We have an international audience. They understand what New York shtick is. Mm -hmm. We're two Jews with New York shtick. How many countries? You were very into how many countries people were downloading the podcast from. It's so cool. The idea that there's someone in Italy who's like listening to our podcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we're ever allowed to travel again, perhaps like we have a friend in Italy. That's so cool. Should we do a live show at that guy's house one day? <laughs> yeah. For the one person who continues to listen. Mm -hmm. That guy. Yeah. I'm assuming it's, a, it's probably a guy, right? New girl, old guy, and that guy. The guy in Italy. <laughs> Han I was talking to Hannah, uh, Lil Ness, and Shapiro recently, and she suggested that if we have a guest, we should rename the show each time, like, new girl, old guy, and then whatever the guest thing would be. I love that, um, but it has to be in the title. Like, it can we can't, like, change it on iTunes every week, but I think in, in the episode title, I think that's a funny thing. Like, I've, I, I know other podcasts that do that. Well, fine, sold. We'll do that. That's yeah, a good no, idea. A, well, I think our idea is also great, which I, I said to her, which I was saying to Kiev, we're both co-hosts, like you're going to have to host. We'll alternate who hosts every week. And by host, just like who does the intro. And mm -hmm. he was like, no, 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 you have to do it. And so then I think you suggested, Kiev, that if we have a guest, they're the host. Yes. Which I love that idea. Yes. If you, which also limits us to having people with some sort of podcasting experience who have ostensibly hosted a podcast before. I'm more excited about someone who's never hosted a podcast. I mean, it's not rocket science. Like, no, it's no not that. It's really not that hard. If Brian can do it, anyone can do uh, was it. Was Brian listening? But, uh, Did he hear that? Of course not. Of course, uh, of course, Brian is, is listening. Bri so Brian is your uh, your co-host on on MTV's The Challenge podcast. Uh, is he jealous that that you started another podcast without him? Does he want to fight I me? I can't imagine so, considering we used to do two podcasts and he quit one of them. So. I think Brian's happy where he is. Mm -hmm. Look, if Brian wants to come on, I'll lift my guest ban. I would. I'll have him on next week. You're so you're so like you said, we're not having guests. You made fun of me. You dunked on me. You posted my DMs where I said, let's have guests. <laughs> and then you've, you're already booking a fourth guest of like the first 10 <laughs> weeks of the show. Someone who may well, not know this, this, this episode, this fifth. podcast exists yet. Even this would be the fifth guest. Oh, boy. Look, I mean, here's the thing. Brian's my sis. He's my Chester. Like, of course. Like, if Chester if Chester wanted to come on, I'm sure he would jump the line from everyone. He's your sis. Um, I'm just thinking about Brian and Chester starting, like, a spite podcast together now. <laughs> I would listen to that. Yeah. Like, I think it would be much more organized, better quality, for sure. I mean, I think it would be better all around. It, old old girl, new guy. I don't know. The, like, they could do, a, like, a, the Mocha Joes. Latte Larry's. All right, we're eleven minutes in. No, we haven't even mentioned the television show New Girl yet. Okay, well, I have some apologies from last week. Uh oh. I t I messaged you this, but um, I totally ruined it. I, I you mm -hmm. know me now. I think you actually know me a little bit better from having done one podcast with me. Like, mm -hmm. I get so excited, yeah. and I just can't. I can't. My mom always said, because her father always said this: you don't save a good thing which is how I got all my birthday gifts early and then had to get new gifts later because if my mom got something for me, I'd be like, you don't save a good thing when I was a little brat. But, like, if I have good news or something I think is funny, I blurt it out. I can't, like, there is no delayed gratification for me. So I should not, absolutely not, have told you about the Winston coach switch-up and should have just let you come in. 
to this episode blind. People were annoyed. I'd say we had really excellent feedback from People last were annoyed. Week. No one said anything about that. Somebody, I did see somebody say, we had great feedback, but somebody's like, oh, it would have been an all-timer if Akiva just went in blind this week. And found that, like, either. And, Who like, said that? Uh, I, do we have to, like, dox our listeners in episode two? No, no, but I didn't see that. Uh, somebody, somebody, I think, messaged me and said, oh, it was amazing, but it would have been so funny if you didn't know. Oh my God, Keeve! It's so annoying. You withhold bad feedback. You really That's are like a dad feedback. to me because, That's like, not you, bad feedback. Yeah, you should send that to me immediately. I mean, I already, again, I agree. I always agree with my haters. I will make a Reddit and agree with this person <laughs> uh, immediately as soon as it came out of my mouth. I will blame uh, friends of the show, Robbie Freeman and MJC, for writing in questions about it. I never would have brought it up otherwise. Yeah, I, I tend to blame uh, Michael J. Clark also for a lot of my problems. That makes sense. <laughs> Okay, well, I apologize for that. I ruined it, but it will be the first of many things that I will ruin. <laughs> Although I will say the the sh- the episode uh, and apologies for mentioning the episode for a second here um, does not. Men- oh, you're like you're so above this back and forth. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, the, the, the episode does not mention Damon Wayans Jr. at all, right? Uh, th- he mentions. I think that's interesting. They I say the know. name coach, but they coach. don't say where yeah, he. Yeah, they yeah. don't like really. They ju- they sort of just say like uh, you know he was subletting I think and and now like and now right Lamorne they is don't back. dwell Winston's back just like we shouldn't dwell on my mistakes regarding Coach and Winston mm-hmm. they don't dwell on theirs either yeah and also it's not like an episode fifty reveal that would have been dumb like the episode two reveal who cares ultimately um but I do think you know spoiler alert on my take on episode two overall for me it's one of the worst episodes. It's not – there's one episode we'll get to that I skip every time it comes up in my binge. Oh, wow. This isn't it. Oh, is it in season but one? No. Okay, fine. So I don't have to worry about so that. So we might not get to it. We might not get to it. But Would you get mad if – if one, and I know I sort of brought this up last week. If I if like five weeks from now get so into the show that I just binge the whole thing without telling you and then pretend for the rest of the series to like not know what's happening next. Oh, you mean when Brian went to the live taping of the challenge finale and was completely spoiled for the last like four weeks of the podcast and didn't tell me and pretended not to be? Well, that's like for four weeks, and that's like a one-time special thing where he was. I like, was in so London. infuriated. Mm-hmm. I'm still mad. That was years. That was before I went to law school. That was like one of our first podcast mm-hmm. seasons, and I was furious. Yes, uh, Ali does not forgive or forget. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty bad. I, I was I was talking to someone the other day in like some virtual Kalish game, whatever. And my life is trash. oh, so we have to. By the way, and we have to explain who we are, and then you could say something like some virtual Kalish game, and have anybody <laughs> know what you're talking well, that's about? That's not important. The, the okay. important part is you. you how about this? Joked. You like for people who don't know, you like to play Zoom Mafia, which is a you could Google it if you if you're cool. You mentioned this last week also, and I left it in even though I edited oh. out the part bef- immediately okay. before. But yes, that's your that life now in. is playing Zoom <laughs> games on Zoom. I did ask. I, mean, I asked one of those guys, like, do you think when the pandemic's over, you're still going to be doing this? And they said no. But I feel like you're going to be sitting there waiting for them to like, hey, what's the deal with? Uh, Wait, which guy did you ask this? To? I think I asked Michael Clark on. He okay. came on my, my podcast talking about the New England Patriots. At, There's a number of things to unpack there. Mm-hmm. And this is neither the time nor the place, probably. Mm-hmm. But like. 
cool, good take, Akiva, to shame me for doing a virtual social life and observing pandemic rules in the heart of what was once the heart of the U.S. pandemic in New York City. I will say. Excuse me I, for yeah. observing the rules and respecting Cuomo. As, as, as best I can tell, I would say that you are, like, in the 100th percentile of, like, having been good at doing social distancing. I'm in the I'm in the hundredth uh, percentile of everything I do, baby. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm top of the class. I'm queen of the class. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. I feel like you have not you have not done, for the most part. I, you've been you've been pretty good. I'm 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 not the best of the people I know, but compared to like everyone in the country, on ins- I'm anybody who has an Instagram 99. or something, yeah, you're. Pretty I'm ninety ninth percentile. That's fair. All right. Anyway, forget the mafia story. It doesn't even matter Mm-mm. now. Let's get to what I'm going to call the Matt Stewart special. And I'm obligated to ask Matt Stewart's questions. He's the top tier Ali Lasher defender. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in the highest it. Patreon level when we started also. We will never start a Patreon. I'm committed to that. <laughs> you, it, if you like this podcast, you can support it by becoming a patron of 32 fans. Interesting. No, I thought How it would be a that? good bit that every week for the rest of the series, we would joke about a Patreon that never happened. And now you're just like squashing the bit in episode two. Well, I'm not, I'm not here to get. I'm I am grateful that anybody listens to anything. Me too. Now, now pay us for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so Matt Stewart writes, and this won't be meaningless to me, but you'll understand. Mm-hmm. It. Hey, Allie, here are some questions for, and and I want to say that Nagog is a terrible name. It's rough, but we also I also thought Renapwood is a terrible name, and it's sort of caught on. Well, I thought about that when we picked the name. But I was like, no one's ever going to be using it anyway. No one's going to be Well, I have an idea. I have an this. idea. Please. The N is silent, and it's just Gog. <laughs> it's just Gog. <laughs> Gog is so much worse. What do you think worse. about that? I think I think, I think Gog, Gog is worse. And the listeners I, are Goggers. I like N-G-O-G. N-G-O-G is better. That's fine. We'll Gog. say the letters. N-G-O-G. That's good. And But the listeners are still the Goggers. So when we have merch, we'll do one that's like phonetically spelled out like E-N- uh, G E E O H G E. It would be funny if we had merch before a nap. Yes. <laughs> uh, we. Sh- I mean, it would take nothing to have merch. I spent a dollar on the jar for the, for the icon. I'm sure I could, you know, appropriately make. Let's merch. let's have some inside jokes first, and then we could then we could make merch. We just have one. Boom. And N G O G is first one. Okay. Um. All right. So Matt says, "Here's some questions for N G O G episode two. I'm going for quantity over quality. That's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Somebody writing to you that they're writing shitty questions in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, approach to try to be the Chester of the Seinfeld podcast equivalent. You don't get this reference directly, but you know Chester, so you do. Which I do kind of understand, but I imagine there's like a backstory. Did Chester just write 5,000 questions to you every well, week? Well, at the beginning of Seinfeld, we when we realized like, oh, let's do a listener question segment every week called The Mailbag um, – we only had about three people writing in every single week. Like there would be people, we'd have more than three questions, but there's three people who wrote in every week. And then there was, you know, maybe uh, a group of like a few dozen people who would write in occasionally. But there was Chester and Johnny DeSilvera and Amir, who I know IRL also were the three guys who wrote in every single episode. Uh, and maybe this guy Craig from Vancouver, four guys uh, in of the whole series. So that was, yeah. So Chester would, Chester would be last. He would always go last. And we'd just make fun of his questions, and I'd, like, read them in a stupid Chester voice. Okay, well, I just want to be talking about Chester because he is supposedly listening to this, mm-hmm. and I, you know 
that I just want Chester to like me. So I feel like if we mention him, he'll be happy about that. Um, all right. So the first, and, and you know how I do questions, though. I don't do them in a block. So I sprinkled the Matt Stewart special questions all throughout the podcast. So we'll look out for that. Um, but the first one, and this is something I wanted to discuss last week but forgot. Sorry. Uh, he says, this is the first episode with the full intro song. How would Keeve rank it amongst sitcom intros? I, I really need like a few more weeks to get used to it. I do like it. Of course, I noticed it's different than last week's. Is this going to be the intro for the foreseeable future? For the foreseeable future, yeah, yes. Although, um, depending on how long the episode goes, I hear you clicking, Mr. Clicker. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'll tape my hands for next <laughs> week's episode. I'm sure it's not being picked up on the podcast, and I'm just the annoying one for calling. It's it fine. Out. But anyway, you, since when do I care about quality? I've really changed. Mm -hmm. um, you used to be quantity person. <laughs> I used to not care at all. Um, but but yeah, like sometimes you'll just get like a, who's that girl? It's Jess. Sometimes you get the whole thing, and then they later later change it, the intro, mm -hmm. but leave the song. So this will be the foreseeable future. We don't always like Survivor. We don't always get the full. Uh, I, I did notice Zoe, a.k.a. Zooey, uh, has a credit on the theme song. Yes, she wrote the melody, not the words, although there really aren't words. It stinks <laughs> because I'm a big, like, I'm good at Googling and finding, like, small things about shows, but because I can't Google the show, you're really on your own. Well, I'm, that's pretty good that I knew that. Yeah, no, I'm impressed. That's what I'm saying. But, like, I, I, I'd like to be able to participate and, like, find behind-the-scenes stuff, but it's never going to happen. Okay, well, if you have a thought or a Google you'd like to Google, I will do that for you. Mm -hmm. Just shoot it my way. All right, I will. Fine, I will. Uh, I'll. I'll ask questions. Uh, you know, can you do you like a half-hour research on Zoe Deschanel, like what she was doing? I did Google everybody's age this week. That was very surprising to me. The age of the core five. While they were. What? Well, they're when like they, when just they when they were born. I guess that's pretty static. That has not changed since the show. <laughs> no, but like in terms. Yes. Like in terms of the opening, because they, they are an older cast generally. Mm -hmm. Like we'll later find out that Schmidt is turning 29 in season one. So the majority of the show takes place in their early 30s. Yes. And that's accurate, right? Because this is 09. The show is happening, right? 11, 2011. Oh, oh, so they're young. They're actually making them younger, which is, you know, some sitcoms are making people older. Yeah, it's, a, it's an old cast for a sitcom. Almost everyone's born in 1980. I believe Greenfield's born in 78. Uh, the, the ladies and... Okay, Boomer. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, the ladies and, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Jake Johnson are born in, eight, all born in 80, and then Lamorne is born in August 83. I will say, Allie, every single person in this cast is older than me. I'm very excited. Wow, that kind of blows the title. Yeah. New girl, old cast. Wait, can we change it now? I know we just called it, we just went NGOG. But could it be uh, new girl, young guy? Because I am younger than them. Uh, how about new girl, younger guy? <laughs> that sounds weird. Relic I don't know. That that makes it sound like it's you and like a 20-year-old guy. Well, I told you my my hot take this week, a la Kirsten McGinnis, the great Kirsten McGinnis, uh, that everyone is either a baby or they're old. Yes. Every person on earth, you're saying, not just every everyone on the show. Yes, but it's all relative. So, like, you asked me if your 14-year-old is a baby or if TikTok Nicole was a baby. And I was like, yes, mm -hmm. relative to me. And you're old relative to me. But when I'm your age, someone my age is a baby. No, I don't No, I think you're old, though. What do you I'm mean? saying I am I am my age and you are your age and I still think you're old. There's no way that you... What are you, 36? Yes. 
that you think a 29 year old is old. I think, but my cutoff is not anybody one day younger than live me. Live with yourself. You couldn't live with yourself if you at 36 thought a 29 year old was old. I can live with myself. I think that <laughs> anybody, oh, anybody t- 27 becomes old. That's my take. Okay, well, there's a hot take for you, too. So, what about someone who's 26? They're a baby? Yeah, 26 is a baby. And then the okay, second you're. And uh, it changes person to person, but generally for almost everyone, 27 is like an adult. Let's check in with you when you're 50. I mean, I, I when I'm 50, I'll probably say 30. I, won't, I don't know if I'd say 36 is a baby, but I would think 36 is young. But I think we're, I, there's no difference between what I am and what you are. I, well, I almost said that. Except like, like the loved one and the four children and stuff like that. But there's no. <laughs> the loved one? I have no loved ones. I mean, I guess. I'm like, not chosen. Like, you guess? They didn't pick you. <laughs> not chosen loved ones. Okay, well, um, that's nice of you to say. Uh, I, you would, by the way, lose your mind if I said something like that to you. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you Oh, you're always dunking on me. Uh. Are you saying. <laughs> that's, first of all, that's not true. Um, no. There's no way when you're 50 that I'm still in communication with you, right? No, I think. Zero unfor- chance. I, I, no, I think you will be. Unfortunately, what? I think you probably. I mean, I probably won't be around. Let's be honest. I don't eat well. <laughs> there's nothing. If we're both around. In Yeah, if we're both around, no probably. Way, there's no way that I still know you. I might be still following on Twitter if Twitter exists. Mm. There's. I don't even think if there's a next social media platform between now and then that we make the jump to that. You don't, you, like together, you don't <laughs> think we make the jump. No, no, I think we both might both. I think by the time something there is a next social media Twitter, platform like TikTok. It's TikTok. We're not on No, it. but like something that like old people also get on. Mm-hmm. Not just eventually. Maybe. Well, old people will be on TikTok. It'll just be creepy. <laughs> well, I can't wait. But uh, I guess Harry Mandel is is uh, living. And by the way, don't get on me for ageism. It's not that they're actually old. But if Keeve and I are not on TikTok, that's what I mean. Like yeah. people are. But we we just established we're old. So I'd say anybody under 27 exactly. is probably on TikTok. Right. Right. Exactly. I agree. So TikToks for babies mm-hmm. and but like the next evolution, right? Like how Facebook, everyone then went to Twitter. Now Facebook's sort of really for olds and Twitter's there. And the next like layer of Twitter where we would make an account and be on it. I think we're not following each other on that. That's platform. ridiculous. It would have to be a serious <laughs> falling out at this point. I, I mean, how long are we going to be podcasting? You'll be podcasting longer than me. I'll make that prediction. Okay. Although the challenge might outlast survival. Yeah, the challenge like, might be I, around I forever. I might be podcasting longer than Rob. Yeah. Are you excited for Johnny um, Bananas' 44th season? He's honestly, also yeah, the host. I'm, I'm excited for the challenge to come back. But let's not talk about that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, whether or not I'll know you when you're 50. No, don't anyway, forget it. That's okay. depressing. <laughs> being 50. What's the dep- being 50. Famously, we had a conversation. It's a privilege to get older. Sure, true. We had a conversation about uh, whether or not I would attend your funeral. And I do want to officially walk that position back. I wouldn't fly to Israel, but if your funeral is in New York, God forbid, I would go to it. Yeah, but now it makes much more sense. Back then, I think it was reasonable for you to say no. No, I think that was like jerk because you were like, if Mike Bloom and Rob were going, you wouldn't go. And I was like, no, why would I go to Also, it was the point where like you were nervous about missing a day of work, but now nobody's been to work in like six months. It's it's harder to like really. I think I was just being a jerk. Never. I just want to officially walk that back. That's so, so you would go to my funeral? I think so. That's fair. That's, uh, that's like the nice thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> well, that's, you have such a love, deep level, deep layers of loved ones. You would think that you'd gotten more uh, love than that in your life. Mm. Well, I did tell you I would go to your uh, hypothetical husband's bachelor party. 
this week. So yeah, that was weird that you said that today. We I ignored that. I said it. To, I said it to um to Alex. Who who no yeah I mean let's move on. Yeah. All right. I think this should just be. We're gonna like not ever talk about New Girl. And this is just us chatting, mm. and then we'll put it out, and then whatever. Yeah, fifty right. listeners max. So I'm gonna spoil it and say I have never liked the intro song of New Girl, but you know maybe you could convince me. I I don't understand it. I mean it is she does sing the like who's that girl? It's Jess in the first episode in Spencer's house or her house, whatever. Um, and that's the theme song. I think the melody is fine. I don't get it. Like. Maybe it is like that's how Jess's mind is. Like they're like holding these weird signs, and the guys are like, "Ugh!" Like they have to do this. I don't know. I I didn't like it. She's the real center of the universe in the theme song. Also, like it's really like the camera's following her. It's really revolving around her. I don't know if that. I really uh, one of the things I'm curious about. Like, is the show going to be? Are there a lot of scenes that have nothing to do with Jess? It's just like Nick and Schmidt hanging out, or Cece doing something. Like, I am curious how much like is Jess ever not the A or B story. And I, I you will find, find that out soon. But I, but with I, Ali, with theme songs, it's also like is it an earworm because like the do do like the office like theme song. I'm sure the first that was you singing the office. Yes, theme that was song? me th- singing the office. <laughs> Every week we'll sing a different theme song. So, um, with it's like nobody th- heard it the first week. Was like that's incredible. But after binging it, you know, watching it 120 times, you're like, oh, I, you know, it, it, you get you sort of get attached to it. So I think it's like the earwormness of it, which I cannot judge after two episodes. I would pref- I always prefer a theme song. I'm sure people have examples. I mean, Flintstones comes to mind. But, like, with The Office and with Seinfeld, like, I prefer to just be, like, a melody and, and, a, and like, a, you know. I don't know. I don't. I just don't get it. It's, like, sort of the inside of Jess's mind, but to me that doesn't represent the show. Like, if I saw that, it would not make me want to watch the show. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to bring people in. I would definitely agree with that. And, look, I again, I said I think this is one of the worst – episodes of the series i was like a little bored watching it what was your overall take of this episode um my the main note i wrote down was this is essentially part two of the pilot right exactly it's a second pilot but i think it's a worse pilot yes than the first episode it's like okay a couple things needed to happen one we needed to get lamorne in and lamorne does have like a we don't get to know anything about him but he, he has a lot of lines in this episode like he's definitely part of the plot even though we don't really learn much about lamorne other than he played basketball in latvia even though he's not tall at all, and it's you know it's crazy they went with basketball player when uh, I mean that's very me that I have a lot of lines, but you don't get to learn anything about mm-hmm. me. Yeah, be, uh, I, Lamorne is like five eight, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not. Again, I think that was sort of like a quick fix. It, yeah. it is sort of a part of his character for a while for the early go because that's you know mm-hmm. a definite that's like what he's back suddenly from oh i would but, love uh, if lamorne makes the nba like mr cooper did and hanging with Miss, mr cooper that would be like the highlight for me don't spoil me i won't i mean it's also probably a little bit racist right like we could talk about that i mean hannah also brought up to me that like there was a big situation in the writer's room of new girl that's not unique to new girl but um that and i actually meant to look into this and i will as we go on but that there were like no black writers and they really like shied away from writing good material for Lamorne. For Winston. And then like uh-huh. there's potentially like that shifts and people grow and develop and that had a lot to do with like hiring representation in the writer's room. Interesting. So, Th- like, so that me, does like, change yeah. your saying by season seven? I mean, I think every I would say confidently that everybody evolves by season seven. Okay. I don't think that's a spoiler. But behind the scenes even you're saying. 
yeah, that behind the scenes that that does change. Mm-hmm. And so like, okay, yeah, maybe it doesn't make sense for a shorter person to be playing professional basketball. I think there were people who like wouldn't be thinking about that who were in the writers. Right. Room. Right, not sports fans you're saying. Um, I mean, I guess what he could have been playing soccer abroad, although to go abroad, you're a better soccer player than But not in Latvia. US. No, Latvia is a worse league than the United States. Okay, so maybe that would have made more mm-hmm. sense. He would've. should have been a soccer yes. player. But then right, but then so she doesn't then she'd have to kick the soccer ball through the TV or whatever, which is totally doable. Although that made a lot of sense, right, that they were playing basketball in the apartment. Yes. Too, yeah, so. yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, that's fair. Um, OK, so and you know this person. Uh, he's been a very supportive vocal fan of NGOG and I've appreciated it. Eolin. Yeah. Olin Allen. Olin. Olin. OK. Irishman. So he wrote. And this is another important thing that we didn't discuss in the first episode. Even in a dodgy part of L.A., isn't their apartment very luxurious inside of their likely wages? Now, this is not new for sitcoms. No. But I guess because they live with four people. But that's a pretty ridiculous loft. It's a ridiculous loft. Um, I don't know anything about I know L.A. is expensive, but I don't know anything specifically about L.A. housing. So we're not really the right people to answer that question. I agree if you're splitting it four ways and you have small bedrooms like. There's a pretty high rent that you could still split four ways if, if, you know, you have, you know, steady jobs. Does one of them make much more money than the others? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, so uh, Jessica's a teacher. Yes. Jessica. Jess is a teacher. Mm-hmm. Lamorne is out of a job. Right. <laughs> uh, Lamorne. Winston is out of a job. Yes. Nick is a bartender. Yes. And Schmidt works at a corporate job in marketing. So, okay, Schmidt, so Schmidt has by the best job. Makes more money. That's why. So Schmidt really should have the big room. He's probably paying the most rent. Yeah, let's let's get into that because I wanted to sort of talk about this in two sections, right? There's only two stories going on. There's the sort of like small room story that I think is pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. And then there's everything with Jess and Spencer. Yeah, the B and story really is just it. for us to get to know Winston. And it's it's sort of weird. Like from the beginning, you know, there's like some weird tension being teased between Schmidt and Winston. And it co- turns out that it's that Schmidt used to have the quote small room. And now has Winston's old room and is very worried that Winston's going to come back and kick Schmidt out of the big room. Although I agree with you, that's not how roommate stuff usually works. It's not a power dynamic between who's the top dog. Um, And I want to admit this. I have a lot of trouble understanding the layout of the loft. I know that Jess and Nick have rooms in the hallway from the entrance next to the washer dryer. I don't think you've seen that. They have an in-unit washer dryer. Nice. Um. And I have always in my head pictured the bathroom where um, the room by the kitchen is. Mm-hmm. I, like, forget the bathroom is actually somehow also in the hall. Like, everything's in the hallway. There are three bedrooms, a washer dryer, and a bathroom, all in this seemingly very small hallway uh, before you get to the living room. And then there's a bedroom off the kitchen. So the loft for- configuration is also just generally very confusing to me, but I don't have great, like, spatial relations. Yeah, me neither. Um but I thought this plot line honestly was kind of stupid. Uh, yeah, they just needed something with Winston. I will say, um, I, I also wrote a note, speaking of the bathroom and the layout. And remember, it's like a TV show, so nothing is, you know, if, if we got a real tour, it would probably just be, it's just like where the cameras are leading you. Um, why did they have two sinks in their bathroom? Like, was this supposed to be a dorm? Was this once a dorm? Yeah, it's interesting, right? They have urinals. Have you seen the urinals? No, that's crazy. I didn't even notice oh, that. Oh, they, <laughs> they have a urinal. They have a stall. And they have two sinks and the shower. And it's a giant bathroom. I, I think it must just be for com- comedic purpose- purposes mm-hmm. that, like, 
I mean, I'm sure maybe it's a converted school and I don't remember like at me at whatever. We'll get to it if they explain why the bathroom is ginormous. But, uh, you know, it's it leaves room for a lot of hijinks in the bathroom. Like all the entire cast can fit comfortably in the bathroom. It's another set because it seems like a lot of the episodes are going to happen in the loft, as you say. So like outside of the living room and some bedroom stuff like it gives them another room just to play with. Like think about Seinfeld, like the indoor sets. There's really there's Jerry's living room. But then, like, you rarely see the bedroom. You never really see Jerry's bathroom from the inside once in a while, like teeth brushing or something. So, like, this right. gives you, you know, like a, another option. Yeah. Um, anything? I mean, so basically, Winston, I think this sort of reveals that Schmidt is, like, pretty insecure and, like, susceptible to what, like, people think about him, despite, like, acting like this confident person. We'll go back to the top in a second. Um but yeah, he's this guy. He's like wearing a th- skull thumb ring and coining terms like nectar. This felt very renap to me that he's like corn, corn, uh, corning, coining new terms. Do you think nectar has a place in the uh, vocabulary for Gen Z? I was, I want. Is this? I, I was thinking. Is we're either going to hear nectar every episode of the rest of the series or never again? Um, I did the think think the thumb ring was pretty nectar. I haven't heard it outside of the show, so I don't think it really crossed over. But I am curious to see if uh, if we hear nectar again. Um, I think this is a good way of dealing with people, though, that, like, I feel like this might work as between you and Chester. Like, first, he's trying reverse psychology, mm-hmm. and then he actually does say, like, I'm going to start respecting you now after Schmidt, you know, stands up. For well, who is the top dog between me and Chester? Chester. And on the on the podcast, even? I don't know. You know, I rarely. I know, but it's sort of my pod. Like it was mine before he was there. He's the, he's like the new guy who came in. Yeah, but like he does it. Okay, and so you're saying you're the top dog on this podcast. I'm the top dog in all aspects of my life. Yeah, you are the top. You you do this podcast, (laughs) like you were saying. So you are the top dog here. Uh, So I have three podcasts, and I'm the second banana on all three. I'm not the top dog anywhere. Unless you think I'm well, the top you dog sort with Rob. Do yeah. I mean, yeah, you I'm not the of top do dog. My name's not first. It's his show. We're literally on it's not Rob really about his name is first. I'm not the top dog. I mean, I said this on Renap, I think, but it it's always tickled me that Brian's name my name rhymes with what would be the second in in the challenge theme song. It's the recap of MTV. With your host, Ali and Brian C. Right. It should say so, Brian and Ali. Ali. <laughs> exactly. It is always, I've always enjoyed that. Maybe we get a remix. <laughs> Will from America. There's no chance he's going to write us a theme song here. No, definitely not. Okay. Should we pay so him? Sorry. How much so, would you be willing to pay for a theme song? That was good. Uh, I like putting the music in. I like Okay, fine. Music. Great. Um, well, if you're listening, make us a theme song. Do you use this with your kids at all? You ever use reverse psychology on uh, Noam? Well, I want to let my kids know I'm the top dog now. I want to make that clear tomorrow that I'm the top dog. Is it house. not clear to them? Well, like I meant with my, I meant like of everyone in this house that I'm the top dog. That's what I mean. It should be. Cl- oh, like you mean as compared to your wife? Yeah. There's no way you're not even. Cl- I mean, my dad wasn't the top dog with. My no, I don't. It's very, there are very few Jewish women that aren't aren't the top dog. It's our birthright. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the main story though. Um, this oh, Cece's bangs. <laughs> what episode do they explain the backstory of Cece's bangs? Uh, it, it, the, uh, Jess is really more known for the bangs. Okay, so they just both have bangs. 
Now that you mention it, but for some reason it's more of a jest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this cold open though is is one of I think um for a, what I think is a pretty bad episode. It's one of the best like isolated scenes where Schmidt is going to meet a girl for drinks and sex, and he wants to know from Jess which area of the room he looks sexiest in, uh, that he's best on display. And we have a um, a question from MJ Jusick. In the opening scene, what area of the room did Schmidt look best in? Not on the bed, right? No, that I, I totally agree. Very creepy to have a guy lay out on his bed like that. I think like standing up against the couch, the chair was the best one. Yeah, I mean, the answer is none. Yeah, right? none of them were great. <laughs> none of them were great. Try a fourth one. Um, I think this is, though, what makes early Schmidt, like, very, like sh- salvageable. Like, he's a giant D-bag, but he's got these insecurities that run through that make him relatable and sweet. Like, the fact that Nick and Jess can do this bit of, like, oh, let me see the second one again. Like, start again. And he's like, yeah, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Like, he cares so much what people think, and I think that's what, if he were just, like, a Benjamin-level D-bag, we wouldn't like him on the show. Uh, yeah, by the way, no uh, no jar in this episode. Is this a rare episode with no jar, or there's plenty? I don't know. I think, I mean, I think the jar would be killed if they did it every single episode. Yeah, okay, fine. Fair enough. We have another uh, Matt Stewart special. Is Schmidt a sexy man? I think so, but wh- how would you rank Schmidt versus uh, Winston and Nick? I'm a Nick girl over all of them. Okay, that's good to know. Love Nick. Well, that's, I mean, is that surprise you? You know the kind of people that I'm interested in. They're all losers. Mm-hmm. So, of course, <laughs> of course, I would pick the loser. Fair enough. Three. What about you? What do you think? I need to get to know them better. There is a running bit that you can. I watched um, a Polyfest. Polyfest? Polyfest, uh, yeah. Polyfest is much. There is something much different. You don't want to. <laughs> is watching Polyfest interviews. I watch them all the time, multiple times. And there's like a running bit about how small Max Greenfield's nipples are. So you can look out for that. Um, all right. Uh, we will we will definitely be uh, thinking about that. <laughs> um, how do you like how they introduced Winston here where Jess knows Winston is coming. He's hungover and she's so excited she's going to wake him up uh, hungover with breakfast in bed. It's very funny. It is cute. I, I you know, it gives more personality for Jess she's still like a cartoon character like everything she's doing is like yeah no human being would really ever do that to someone they've never met but um I think you know I I, I thought it was pretty funny it was definitely one of the funnier parts of the episode uh very unrealistic hungover reaction uh from Winston to be screaming at the top of his lungs to being brought food I thought you know maybe you're startled but you're gonna eat whatever she has Mm. Wait, I've uh, can I can I get a live top dog update from someone in this house briefly? Yes, yes, right. yes. You're gonna answer a question, yes sir. Just I'm gonna give you two options. Who is this? Don't say anything else, and then you have to go away. Okay. okay. This is who my 14 year old daughter Ella. Oh hi. hi Ella. Okay. Who? I- Wait, Ella. Do you know who Meryl Streep is? Oh okay. We have two questions for you. Number one, <laughs> she can't hear you. Do you know who Meryl Streep is? No. No, no idea. Do you know who Gwyneth Paltrow is? Maybe you know her from Instagram. Now, who in this house... Put the microphone up to her mouth. I can't really hear her. Who in this house... Just answer the person's name and then walk away. Is the top dog. Who's the top dog in this house? 
Who's the, who do you think is like large and in charge in this house? Who's the top dog? My mom. Not me? No. Okay. He thinks he is. He pretends to, but he's not. All right. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. All-timer. Your daughter not knowing who Meryl Streep is is a failure on your part. No, because she's not a big uh, movies watcher, like uh, old movies or anything like that. They she watches. She's more of a YouTube watcher than a. She she said she watches Netflix all day, but it, it, she's watching like Babysitters Club. She's not watching like you're not watching 1970s movies. <laughs> 1970s. Oh, I'm shook by this. Okay, look. Here's the thing about. Uh, let me give you parenting advice. She called. She referred to Mara as mom, right? She answered the question. Mom. Yeah. And then you said, "Mommy, don't encourage your 14 year old daughter to call her mom mommy when she's saying the appropriate thing." Well, I'm mom. used to like. To, I've got a three year old here. You know, I'm playing yeah, to the lowest you, common you denominator. Just, I hope that you treat your 14 year old differently than you treat your three year old. Listen, there's no differentiated instruction in this house that costs extra. <laughs> that does happen. My mom still refers to her mom as mommy to me like my grandma right and we'll like used to refer to my dad as da- oh daddy would say this and i'm like i've i don't think i ever called my dad daddy and you cert- uh, certainly should not be so it, it, i'm gonna uh, adjust that behavior she seems normal and well adjusted don't f it up okay fine that's good advice i will take it <laughs> you're on the podcast mommy <laughs> no now you're ro- oh man delete this <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut out me laughing for 20 minutes. but oh, All right. Uh, so the thing that I think is I, I don't think bringing a new roommate to try to make a good impression breakfast is like that insane in terms of her being cartoonish. What's cartoonish is when Winston is like already mad at her. And then she's like, can I borrow a tank top? We seem to be about the same size. Yeah, that's crazy. But also it's like it's not like a week in. This is they've never met. So it is insane behavior by her. Um, so yeah, Jess, we learn is light on clothes because all of her stuff is still at Spencer's and Schmidt graciously offers up his lost and found. Yeah, really one of, I mean, the crazy, the jar did not come out for this, honestly. I did love the, uh, hair piece that comes from Rosh Hashanah 06. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. What they did was unorthodox. Yeah, <laughs> nothing orthodox about what happened there. I, mean, I wasn't sure if that was like a reference to like a, someone wearing a wig, like an ortho, like was she married? But that, I was like, no, it's just an extension. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were really going for a deep cut. Mm. That would be probably offensive, though. Oh, you think it was a lady's wig, maybe? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But when he pulled it out, I was, was like, shatel? oh, is that what they're <laughs> doing with this? Okay. <laughs> Um, all right. For some unknown reason, then they're playing basketball in the apartment. Uh, very unclear why this would happen. This to me was really overkill of like they need the TV to break. Jess chucks the ball, smashes the TV. I didn't even know a TV could really break like that. Um, yeah, I, I, th- th- I feel like a, sa- a broken TV is like the saddest sight in the world. Mel got served uh, on Instagram tracks dis- TVs abandoned on the street oh and it's like a pretty funny does she account. follow it or that's her account no no she like she will see uh, for some reason an exorbitant amount of tvs abandoned on uh sidewalks and she posts about them oh that's interesting all right i'm gonna have to check this account out but yeah i think it's i think it's that sad to see abandoned tvs up your alley. 
All right, so we find out that she has not only left all of her clothes, but she's left a pretty sizable TV, and the roommates are like, you broke the TV, you got to go confront your boyfriend. Now, I think this is pretty unrealistic, that she would have left all of her stuff. I mean, granted, she's only been there a week or whatever he said, but, like, who's leaving all of their stuff just forever at their boyfriend's apartment? Yeah, he's going to throw it out, but I guess it's different, because, like, he doesn't hate her. He's just, like, done a wrong thing to her. And she doesn't hate him, so I don't think there's like any immediate threat in their stuff, like her stuff being thrown out. No, it's not that her stuff's being thrown out, but like she needs her stuff. Yeah, she needs her stuff. But I uh, listen. She just had a traumatic thing happen. Like she's not willing to go back to the scene of the crime. That's true. I mean, later it's like Cece comes in. And it's like you guys told her to call Spencer. Like that's my job. Like I would have expected Cece to like have arranged. Absolutely. Without. Yeah, and she's intimidating. But also, how does Spencer have so much money? He's got a nice house and no job. Yeah, that's actually true. He seems like a bum. Independent. He's like you. He's independently wealthy. Family is, money. Is this baby. the last we're, we've seen of Spencer? I don't know. Do you want to know the answer to that? No, you don't have to answer it. Um, I do want to say, I think one of the most realistic moments for Jess of the first two episodes is when he's like, he cheated on me with that hoe. And then is like, oh, I shouldn't say that. Like, she might be like a really nice hoe. That made me laugh. Like, my friend and I often talk about, like, if, like, there's a, another girl involved in a situation or mad at someone, like, well, like, like look, our feminist sister, <laughs> like, we, like, we can't just, like, talk bad mm -hmm. about this. Our feminist sister, she might be a really nice hoe. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, that was relatable. That was a good joke, for sure, yeah. All right, so Jess goes to meet Spencer in the park. Unclear about what the purpose of this meeting was because, like, there was no way she was getting her stuff back. Like, was the intent that he bring her stuff? And then he's like, oh, I took my bike. I couldn't bring it. Yeah, I don't know. This was like a pre-meetup meetup. It didn't make any sense, but yeah. Although maybe it was like he was supposed to bring his station wagon or whatever with all of her shit and then doesn't as like a trap. Because he's later, it's like very clear he doesn't want her to get her stuff. Well, he doesn't out. own a car, does he? Like, he just has the bike. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, he's like, I took my bike. I don't it's know. Uh, yeah, I guess. Otherwise, he'd drive his girlfriend to the airport. Is that the saddest thing that anybody's ever done? Like drive their their ex boyfriend's new girlfriend to the airport without getting your stuff in return. About this. <laughs> Leah Dawson says when Jess drives Spencer's girlfriend to the airport, it reveals a character flaw in Jess in being quote too nice to her own personal detriment. Do you know people like this in real life? Could you be close friends with someone like that? Um, who who did this? I I feel like it's better to be too nice than too mean. I don't know anybody who's nice like this, but well, I'm sure they a exist. Lot. <laughs> Well, you know someone who's that nice? No, no, I'm joking that you said it's better to be too nice than too mean, mm -hmm. implying that I'm too mean and you're being... No, like, I'm not I'm not saying vis-a-vis uh, -vis no, you. No, I'm saying that. Yeah. Who do you... I mean, do you know um, anybody who's this nice? Who's the nicest person you know? I mean, I would do something like... Like, I think... First Jess, of all, neither of us could do this because I don't know if people are listening. This is a, like a non-driving <laughs> podcast. We have like, essentially two non-drivers here. But um, my mom recently said, like, there's going to be a time, like, God forbid, where I'm going to need you to drive me places. And I was like, I'm waiting out driverless cars. Like, at this point, it's realistic. That no, I think I think I, I think you should start driving. OK, well, you know, learn by example. Like, OK, I, mean, to, like, I would example. if I start driving, that would inspire you to drive. I, I, I have a driver. You don't have a driver's license, right? I have a driver's license. And yes, stuff. I do. OK, yes, so then start me. driving, I have lady. A driver's license. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, look, 
I feel like it's probably harder to drive in Jerusalem than it is in New Jersey. Yeah, and I have like at least a reason. Like I literally can't see at night. I'm I'm blind in the dark completely. I'm not good at night either. I drove recently. Anyway, who cares? All right. Mm-hmm. So so I, I there I think with Jess what's bothersome about this is that it's like all the time but there are certain times where i would do something like this that's like makes no sense like why did i agree to help this person who has like no interest or care for me and like so i think everybody's like this to a certain extent potentially but not all the time like jess yeah i i mean and also this is like a pretty egregious thing that's happened to her like doing this podcast, for example, is like charity. I get nothing out of it. It's you. Charity for you. Oh, I'm not even <laughs> going to dignify that. <laughs> yeah. I, we also got a question from Sam Warren that said, what's your guy's best self-sabotage story? And where does it compare against driving your ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend to the airport while they sing just bust a move? It's a good question. I wish I had seen this before and to really think of it. Do you have one? Of course I have. I have many. I have just have the most recent of my many public communities. Please give it to us. Uh, um, actually, this person might be a guest on the podcast. You okay. already know this story. I feel for some reason more compelled to share stories about my actual life with this audience because I feel like it's family only. Yeah, it's family so only. Nobody's and there's no we have story. no snitching rule. Can we establish that up front? No snitching. Yeah, no snitching. This is like inner circle. Yeah, this, we don't have like I a Reddit like page a Patreon, here. Patreon podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, that's what we do need. Don't listen to any favors Akiva asked for. But if someone's willing to post this in like a new girl Reddit or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, not no. Yet. Not, we'll not start our own Reddit. Can somebody make a Reddit thread like, hey, I like this podcast, uh, you know, to experience. But not yet. Podcasts. I feel like give us a few episodes. This Not this one. This is so crazy. inside baseball. Wait till next week. But yeah, put it on your to-do list, please. This is still family only. We'll let you know. Yes. Um, but I, I, I was talking to someone in quarantine. I, I used to joke with my friends. I was like, quarantine is when I'm going to meet my husband because there's no greater thing for me than to talk to someone with no obligation of actually ever seeing them. Mm-hmm. I'm a big long-distance di- dater, but in many long-distance relationships before law school mm-hmm. it's my ideals i only have to see someone like once a month and i was supposed to meet this person after like five weeks of talking to them every day great mm-hmm. and i was supposed to meet them on a sunday that saturday i do my first quarantine hang this is in june i think and i'm meeting missy the reason i'm telling the story is because it involves missy and i think it's funny you have to explain who missy is though well, Missy All the people is, from the New Girl uh, Reddit who just went to binge the show, they won't know who that is. Well, that's why we're not posting this on. Missy is a great friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, who has made a name for herself in the Renap world by being on Renap at my insistence. She is the funniest person I've ever met in real life. She's been to Chester's house for the beer tournament and a friend of Akiva's yes. at this point. Yeah, friend is. So... Ooh. I mean, no, I, I would I would be honored for Missy to call me her friend. I, I yeah. don't know if, if she Missy would. claimed you as a friend, you would accept. Absolutely. Me. So uh, she's great. But we're we're crazy. We're two crazy mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So we were going to meet at the park. And mind you, I have not seen another person. She was like the first person I'd seen in person since March. Yes. So now it's June because as we established, I'm in the 99th percentile mm-hmm. of quarantine. Yeah. Then I was in the hundred. I was like, I truly hadn't seen had your mom in three months, like legitimately very 100 percent. Yes. So I meet Missy at the park, in Central Park, for, like, drinks and a hang. 
And I'm talking to this guy, and I'm like, oh, I'm packing a picnic, like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, where are you going to be in the park? So, like, I know not to be there. And I'm like, oh, this guy's, like, fishing for an invite. So I'm like, you could stop by. He ends up coming. Our first, quote, date is, like, with Melissa, and we're just two psychos Mm -hmm. for, like, five hours. Obviously, well, then (laughs) I was When you say two psychos, you mean people who had had probably a little too much to drink by the time he got there. No, I mean two psychos. Like, we're psychos. True, but like, when sober. Way. But I would say when, like, having both No, been we drink. didn't have too much to okay, drink, fine. like, from the jump. Like, why are you putting that on? No, I don't know. I, I, was, I, was giving you, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. No, it was just like, I don't know, you're out with your, like, Yeah, but this is a date where like, he whatever. is, like, you're bringing the third wheel he on the crashed. date. He crashed. He had no business being there. Okay. You should have said no. You should have said, <laughs> you should have told him the wrong part of the park. Well, I botched it, man. I botched it. So, you know. I'm not, I'm not too sad that I botched it, if I'm being honest. But um, he, like, afterwards, he, like, said something. He was he was down. He texted me after, like, whatever. And then I was, like, rude to him about it. And then I was like, all right. So uh, there's more to the story. But basically, we have never got – we never went out again. You've never seen his because face. Because I invited this person I had talked to for five weeks out to meet me with my craziest friend. Mm-hmm. So if that's not self-sabotage, it's true. I don't you're, know So what you're is. saying you blew your best chance of quarantine. <laughs> um, it's not my best chance. I mean, I think not I saved much, myself. But yeah, but like you blew your, be- your, your best opportunity of quarantine. I mean, like from his perspective, that's a pretty low upside date. Like you're, you're someone with a friend. Why did he come? That's the qu- and, and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. As you know, I'm very good friends with him. I mean, he's like, we're acquaintances. Like, we talk all the time. Like, we get along super mm-hmm. well. Like, we're friends. Sure. It's mutual friends. And, like, <laughs> he, he's going to come on this podcast, which I think is very exciting. Nah, the second quarantine's over. He'll forget story. you exist, I feel like. I, he, what does he have going That's on? True. He lived his, he's like you. He lives his life in quarantine for That's time. true. Yeah, what nothing has I mean, changed he, about me. Oh, cry, uh, cry me a river if he forgets about me. I don't care. We're friends. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Acquaintances. Uh... Now I forgot the story. What the point of what I was saying? Oh, we're talking about new girl. <laughs> the que- no, the question was your worst self sabotage. So that's the worst self sabotage you ever had. Oh, you said it was blew my best shot. No, no, I don't think it was. It was fine, but it's just a funny. Uh, that's a funny story. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Should I edit this out? No, it's good. It's fine. It's fine. This is this is already an inside baseball episode, so that's fine. Is it good or is it fine? I don't know. We'll let the. Li- Are people gonna? This is the this week's poll. Was that story good or fine? Myself. <laughs> I will never. What did uh, what did um, Adira say? Like, say yes or no if it's good. Yes or good. Yes or good. That's right. I mean, Freddie look, I'm I'm opening up. I've been podcasting for six years. I have never once told a personal story. Mm-hmm. I think when my dad died, I said something after the podcast, like mm-hmm. something about it. But otherwise, people don't really know anything about. Me. Right. That's exciting. Except I've heard that story. I was hoping for one I hadn't heard, but I, we'll get. We got a hundred. <laughs> about my dad. Died. No, not that one. That's exciting. But I've no, I was talking before. about the. I was talking about the date in Central Park. I'm sorry. I segue. <laughs> All back. right. Well, I'll stop telling you stories so you can stop. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's good. Do you think I should start um, inviting every failed date I've had onto? The that could be the show. Team. If it was just people you've gone out, that would be. Maybe that's what we do between seasons. Like um, old guy, it's new girl, old guys, but the old guys are like the ex-boyfriends. Um, yeah. Do you think there's anybody who's not gettable from your past? Someone who would not come on your podcast? <laughs> I think there's a lot. Of a lot of people who you couldn't get to come to on your anymore. podcast. There's one comes to mind that he would not um, respond to definitely. like a podcast invite. Yeah, you know him, but or any of them married. 
not yet. So you're like bad thankfully. luck Chuck, basically. What do you mean? That people date me and then they're ungettable? Yeah, then they're ungettable. <laughs> then they're like, nope, can never do better. <laughs> I, Just going to stay single forever. <laughs> I ruin men for all other women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never, uh, I don't know. I think I think one's probably on the verge. Okay. I, I all right, let's get back to New Girl. stories. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your, did you have enough time to think of a self-sabotage story from I, I mean, past? I guess my whole life. Is probably like I don't know. I quit. I quit a I job. I took a sip of water. That was a mistake. I yeah. just spit everywhere. Um, I don't know. I quit. I quit a job on the number one show in television. Moved halfway around the world. Yeah, that's wild. And you didn't really justify that. I mean, your wife was unhappy. That's a nice justification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. It obviously, is much more complicated than that. But um, yeah, I'm like that was that like I'm not regretting that, but that was certainly career sabotage. Let's say I, I pro- can you tell like a longer story so that I don't look as bad. I'm gonna edit that story. No, out. no, That's a bad... make it edit more in. Edit more color into that story. <laughs> what you had to drink. Um, <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with the if people were drinking? No, I'm not. I just I didn't, I'm just making the story longer. Can I say something? Because this is the unofficial Renap after show. Is that okay. you? Oh, is that what this is? That you say that golf seems fun because you can have a drink with your friends when you don't drink was one of the funniest things you've ever said. I know, but I'll drink one beer the whole time. I'll nurse a beer for 18 holes. But that should Maybe like four add, different ones, but I'll throw it out. That shouldn't add like value to the experience. Like, oh, golf is fun because you can drink. But you, you could drink all the time. You don't. It's yeah, good. but you it's like organized. It's sports. I like sports and I like drinking. Now I like watching sports and drinking Coke Zero. So it's a little. Yeah, you, like, you just said I like sports and drinking, but you don't like drinking. Well, I like. I mean, I like the idea of it, but I don't. I don't know. I, I would like to see you on Purim. You said you get sloshed on, on Purim. All right, Nate. We'll do a we'll do a special Purim cast in in uh, March. <laughs> okay. So all right. So we we should talk a bit about Spencer. We mm-hmm. get Spencer rolling up in these cargo shorts like a huge dork. No offense, Akiva. I'm sure you wear cargo shorts. Yes. Uh, all the time. <laughs> we have another Matt Stewart special. He says they had no rain. Uh, sorry, they had no rain by Blind Melon playing during the Spencer hair re- reveal. What's your he- What's your head monologue song if you see a hot person? Oh, that, I mean that's such a good question. Um, I mean, imagine seeing a hot person. I have no uh, idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I only have you know, I, I only have eyes for one person, so. I, I, I so can't even what's imagine. the song that plays every time you see your wife? That's no, I was talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we know who the top dog is now. Yeah. Uh, so he says that he's still dating Rochelle, and then they end up uh, just driving to the airport. Is this the same actress? I want to know. From. Can you not look this up, or will you get spoiled? I can look this up, but I, I'll be honest. I had the exact same thought. I, but then I thought to myself, if this is not the exact same, if this is not the same actress, like there's no integrity in this show, right? Well, it's. I mean, you think it, to me, it doesn't look it, like it wasn't clear to me that it had to be the same actress. He could have cheated with that woman and then started dating someone else. But then happened. it's less awkward, right? If like if it's not the cheater, it's like. There's two levels to it. If it's like the one she busted, and then it's the, and and then she becomes the new girlfriend. But if they couldn't get that actress, honestly, I I'm, am looking I'm at this. With the show. 
it looks like it was the same actress, although to me she looks totally different in the car than she. Yeah, but again, it's a year show. later, probably by the time they're filming that, or at least six months. They could have, you know, done her hair differently or something. But yeah, no, that would be honestly the very disappointing if it wasn't her. Someone said this week know, that we really should switch it, this. She is billed as her show. Someone said this week we should switch this to the superior show, Happy Endings. That this should become a Happy Endings podcast. It's not a superior show. No, I don't think so either. Plus, it's much like it, it, it dies much sooner. So you're saying you want much less of a also, podcast. Also, I feel like there's nothing to talk about. That show to me is so... All we would talk about is how great we think Adam Pally is. Yeah, it's true. We do love Adam Pally. I split the difference. I wasn't sure if it was Pally or Pally on that either. So I No, it's Pally. Like, Pally. No, you, it's Pally. Adam Pally. Like, he's All right, our he's Pally. he's our Pal and yes. yours. All right. So then uh, I love just going to a pawn shop here. Have you ever been to a pawn shop? I don't think so. I, it's one of these things that, like, in my head I have, but then I realize I've only seen them on television. Yeah, me or, or Pawn Stars, but I guess that's television. But like, yeah, Pawn Stars is definitely the television show. Pawn Stars is definitely television. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I meant more like sick, like fact versus fiction. Oh yes, yes. I I've only seen them on 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 factual television. <laughs> I've never seen one in a fictional show or in uh, real life. I've many. You don't watch Parks and Rec. No, I, I uh, yes, I've seen pawn pawn shops in <laughs> in um. Fictional and real shows, but definitely never. I have, there's no like pawn shops on Long Island that I've never that I've ever. I don't think I've ever passed one even. There's definitely pawn shops in Long Island. That's probably the second. It's probably like Vegas, California, and Long Island. No I'm way. You have, you, you're a Jersey person who hates Long Island. That's not true. That's uh, that's not <laughs> fair at all. Um, I had the price of TVs has really gone up. She's like five fifty for this hunkin' P- TV. Crazy. It's like yeah, TVs are. Yeah, you could get the biggest TV in the world now for like that price. By the way, the actress who plays Rochelle, who, as you said, is the same in both episodes, uh, Ashton Swinford. Can can we do a uh, Ashton Swinford Instagram follower guess, please? How many followers does she have? Okay, so this is the guy who plays Spencer. No, I know he this is the woman like the... who plays Rochelle. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Um, based on being on her IMDb, it doesn't appear that she's worked much. Is that correct? Well, I'm not on her IMDb. It, uh, her her credits on Instagram are actor in DDO Chicago. I don't know what the, uh, that's. Uh, that's just her agency. Writer, producer, filmmaker, which usually means she does none of those three things. Stand up, sit down, she, her, hers. Women of the now dot shy. Red flag premiere. Midwestfilm.com slash get tickets. Probably an old link. Not All verified. Right. Ashton Swinford. How many followers? 6,200 followers. Nah, 17,000 point, you know, uh, 700. Wow, those are bought. How many real? No, because she's still like um, like a model probably, you know, or an actress. Is she? I mean, go to go to her IMDb. I'm saying like she's what, still what like she posting, even if she was a nobody, not in Hollywood, like she's still posting pictures that like people might want to follow her. You know what I mean? Oh, she's thirst trapping. Uh, yeah, a little bit, well, like enough for seventeen thousand followers for someone who's on the first two episodes of New Girl. How do you spell Swinfield? Swinford, like swim with an N, and then Ford, like your favorite type of car. That's the car you're going to drive if and when you get one. Okay. You you told me before that you only oh, buy American products. Okay, good for her. Mm-hmm. I don't. You think, think we get Ashton Swinford? Yeah, sure. So she's. I assume we're not going to see cars. her again. But um, could we get Ashton Swinford uh, on the podcast? Not that I recall. 
Honestly, you think we could get her on? Maybe. Would we want her? Like, sometimes on Seinfeld. One time we had a guest that was in, like, two minutes of the show. Problem with with speaking to the actresses is, like, A, they've forgotten everything. And B, like, no offense, but they had no say. Like, I'd much rather speak to the writers of the show on Seinfeld or any other show. Like, they had a say in, like, what happened. You can't say, like, what was your reason to do this? Or, like, you know, uh, we spoke to one actress, and now I'm blanking on the name. I think it's from the, the Race, like, I Choose Not to Run episode of Seinfeld. Where that's, like, mm-hmm. w- the one time in Seinfeld, if I'm not mistaken, where, like, Jerry and the girl end up together at the end of the episode. You don't but remember you ne- that her name is Lois? That's the Lois, whole thing. Lois, yes, yeah. But then they never show her again, right? That's the only time in Seinfeld, if I'm not mistaken, where he, there's no real breakup. She just disappears of any of his girlfriends. Well, Elaine... I mean, they show her again, but you they know, don't right. break up. you're nitpicking with Elaine. But the point is, so we're like, how come you didn't show up? But like, that's an absurd question. Like, yes, I would have done, you know, 20 episodes on Seinfeld had they asked me. <laughs> they never asked me. Um, I think Lois is a bigger get, though, than Rochelle. Yeah. Uh, only 566 followers on Twitter. So I think we could get Ashton Swinford if we need her. All right. So let's get back to the episode. This is somehow worse than the first episode we did. The podcast? And it's my fault. I think so. No, much better. Better. Well, if people want to hear we're us less talk, on topic, and we're less on topic. But I so if people like that, this is much better. But if they want to hear more about New Girl, this is worse. But also, the, it's a it's pretty light in terms of content of the actual episode. It's the, of the worst show. episode of the two. I see on IMDb <laughs> it has the lowest rating. I think of any of the first season episodes. Um. Yeah, I see. This is why I don't share personal stories because now I'm very self conscious. No, it was very good. It was very good. It's it's tricky because it's it's a very good story, but I'd also like heard it all all quarantine. So to me, it was like I wasn't like, oh my god, that's incredible, you blew it. You know, you want to tell it again, and I'll act really surprised. (laughs) No, all right. So, uh, he all right. So they end up going to get her stuff. Nick gives her a pump up speech, which is very nice. And she takes five laps around in her car to actually stop the car. But the whole gang is going to come back her up and and get her stuff back. And to me, the guys seeing Spencer, I feel like you've probably had this with me, maybe. Like, it's the realest thing in the world when you, like, see a guy who, like, ruins your friend's life, who, that like, your friend is, like, so upset about to have lost. And then you see him and you're like, really? <laughs> like, this guy you're yeah, upset about? Absolutely. I, I, yeah, a guy like this is the type of person I could never be friends with. Anybody who who looks like him, he's for sure never watched a, a sport the sports game in his life. Spencer. To me, genius writing here when they say he looks like he juggles clubs on the beach, and then Cece says as though he'd ever have a job. Yeah, that's very funny. That to me is brilliant. <laughs> it's really funny because also like Cece's the only one who knows her, so like she is the only one who could make that joke. There's clearly a backstory. She must. This must have been like. She must have gone out drinking with her other friends other than Jess, who we haven't seen, the other model friends that I'm assuming are coming. Just Why like, is she drinking? Just ce- in celebration, like when they broke up. Like, of course she felt oh. bad for a friend, but like in celebration that this loser is out of her life forever. The, the, the rest of the burns are sort of weak. He looks like he's wearing a scrunchie and he looks like he'd have a handlebar mustache. I think your burn is much better to say that he looks like he's never watched a sporting event in his life. Yeah, That's pretty good. Sure. Uh, Ashton Swinford, can I read you one of her tweets, by the way? Oh, please. Uh, a woman just called me, quote, Disney princess pretty. And I've never been more simultaneously. I've never simultaneously felt more healed and hyper aware of my insecurities. What a flex. 
Uh, yeah, that's a terrible yeah, tweet. Yeah, that's like a triple. Oh, we have a new girl tweet. Do you want to hear her new girl tweet? Is it a spoiler? Are you going to spoil? Of all the places you're going to get spoiled, it's going to be on Rochelle's Twitter. She said, why did Nick and Schmidt end up married in the last episode? Um, no, she says awkward is when. I think you should stop reading this. Why? I don't know. I don't want you to get spoiled because you're reading an irrelevant person's Twitter. Mm, it's fine. August 23rd, 2017, <laughs> 2019, it has seven likes. She says it was. Why didn't they end up married? No, it's a joke. I was just I was just. Like, no, that's what it says. Spoiler. Why didn't they end up married? It's a fake spoiler. That's not what her oh, tweet is. That, I was just giving oh, you, it I says, was making you scared of like who, who marries who. Listen to this. She says <laughs> awkward is when your gyno recognizes you from your part in new girl. That's it. That's the tweet. Okay. Why is that awkward? Your fake tweet is, your fake tweet is getting edited out. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's like I'm a fan of New Girl, but her gyno is a big fan yeah. of New Girl. No, she must have been like, I'm an actress. You ever see me? Like, there's no way. And also, like, why is it awkward? Like, ostensibly, if it's like a decent doctor, he's probably treated other actors and actresses in Los Angeles before, right? Like, the it doesn't make any sense to me that, uh, that's awkward. All work and no play is why I'm perpetually single. This is a terrible uh, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> you should retweet that. Please retweet that. I just like start randomly, and she like <laughs> would get the notification because she gets very. How about this? Yeah, but I get like that. Damn, figure skaters are the thugs of the Olympics. But also, this isn't a tweet from March 2019. There was no Olympics <laughs> a year like in the year before this. What is she talking about? <laughs> Please retweet. Please retweet. How about how about this? All the listeners no should start retweeting it. Could we get the listeners no, no. just to retweet it? <laughs> no, don't put anything on our listeners. If you think this Can is cold, then you've clearly never had a dude ghost a nude. That rhymes. Ghost a nude? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> I just. Cr- Can you please I just retweet all work and no play is why I'm single? <laughs> no, nah, it would be absurd. I just creepy ex texted my mom with you up. All right, I'm I'm bored of this. Let's All right, move, move on. on. Yeah, yeah. My mom famously uses you up, and I keep telling her not to, and she it's like you with daddy or mommy. I mean, I only I, like I say it to a three year old, and it happened to be like it's a more of a colloquial. Like honestly, if I speak to my eighteen year old sister, I might say daddy, whereas like I wouldn't call him that to his face. But it's just like that's if that's what she calls him or used to call him. And I don't know what they call them now. I also I don't know. My kids will call me like English or Hebrew. So I don't even know what my kids call me, really. Daddy, dad, right. Abba, whatever. OK, mm-hmm. so Jess gets set off because her plant died. OK, and she goes in the house. There's a commotion. She waddles out with the TV in hand and she has somehow packed her bags <laughs> in the quick time. And she's got a with no camera bags. cuts. Un- yes. Another great line that she looks like Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really happening. I like Nick and Schmidt in the Ridiculous Hats. I thought that was really fun. I really liked that this is sort of, you know, Winston and Jess forming their connection. We had Coach Nick and Winston form a connection by ditching the party last episode. It resolves in the exact same way this episode. Winston puts on a hat and defends her as well. And now we've left this episode in the exact same place as the first episode. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it, it's it's like it's literally like the sequel. If if you had like Hangover One, Hangover Two, but they ended the same way, except like in real time, 
I understand what the show's doing, but in real time, the viewer is watching one episode one week, and then seven days later, they're watching the second episode. I, I was thinking, like, why didn't they just air both of these as an hour block once they knew what happened? But it even would make less sense, like, with, you know, with the at least give the people a week to forget that Damon Wayne Jr. is out and, and, and Lamorne, Lamorne's in. I think they just should have reshot the Lamorne stuff. I think that's what we've learned after episode two, right? No matter what it would have cost, even if it cost them a week of time or something, I, or an episode, because the, you don't need, you wouldn't have needed this episode. You wouldn't have needed like this is a, a backup pilot, right? I guess I know nothing about television production. If it meant like the show, like Fox passes because they don't want to put the money in to reshoot. Right. The pilot oh, sure, or of course. Like, I, yeah, I don't think it's better than the show not existing, but. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think this is the clunkiest that it is. And like, it doesn't matter. So I think if they saved a bunch of money and time, like, sure, for the integrity of the art of the show, it's terrible. But in the scheme of the show, it like really doesn't matter. Like, I think this was a bad episode. And I think like, if people are watching this for the first time and are like, eh, I'm not really feeling this episode, to me, like, this is the worst of the first season, and, like, stick with it. Yeah, I'm and not down so, on like, the show at all. In a binge, I think in a binge, this would be a blip on the radar. Absolutely. I think watching one a week, this is, like, what the hell is going on. Absolutely. I do think um, they were painted into a corner last week, and, and it's not their fault that, you know, maybe the, that uh, Happy Endings had this surprise pickup and they had, you know, and they got picked up. Uh, but yeah, they were painted to a corner. I think they did a good job of sort of explaining everything. And now, like next week, we can fully get to like what I'm hoping is a very normal episode that you know could be a season three episode. You know, uh, season three episode three episode. You know, the same way season one episode three. Like, I, like just typical. Like, let's have Jess be a teacher and something goofy happen in school or what? Do we ever see Jess in school? I don't know. Well, don't. Yeah, you do. Okay, so like you know, just like very typical. So That's I also, not a spoiler to say, do you ever see her in school? I don't know. Maybe she gets fired as a teacher and becomes like social media for Google next episode for the rest of the series. I don't know. Well, that would be seeing her in school that you would see her get fired. Like, that's not a spoiler to say. So you're saying she, she gets, ever she's be, shown she ever in, school in school at least once. Fair. Um, also, we know nothing about Cece. You're saying Cece is one of the core five and it's not a core four. Well, Cece is yeah, in but this again, episode. It's like the si- It's the same thing again. It's like they have to... I, you know, they could, I thought it was surprising. It was a long A story with a shred of introducing Winston. Yes. And they could have had a third story more with Cece. But you see yeah, Cece I mean, you, defending you, you her friend. You see that she's like, yeah, she's defending her friend. She is threatened by like these new guys a little bit, no pun intended. And you, you see her like want to become one of the, not like she doesn't like them yet, but she's like, you know, willing to go in a car ride and she's grossed out by them, but she's you know, a come with gal and she's, uh, you know, at least going to be in the crew for something like this. Um, I do love the suck it, Mr. Krabs line. It makes yeah. no sense, but I just, I felt, I felt her in that moment. Yeah, it was really good. Do you see? She gets a great closure speech. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I was just gonna say, she gets the dream closure speech. The like, I'm happy you cheated on me. Like I would have married you and like, you would have hurt me. And I thought we were going to handle this like adults. Well, I thought you were the love of my life. Suck it, Mr. Krabs. Like, that's if you're going to have the closure, like, you suck conversation, that's like what you want it to be. It's a great speech. It's a little, uh, like, paint by the numbers y until the suck it, Mr. Krabs line at the end. Exactly, yeah. But, like, it's not funny, right? There's no comedy in there until the very end. 
Um, another note that says, do you see yourself, do you think of yourself as a Jess-like character? This is very interesting. I'm going to spoil one of our guests. Hannah Shapiro is going to come on. She picked an episode. Very, That's a big get for us. Mm-hmm. Huge for get. anyone. Yes. Especially for us. And there is a character that will be introduced later that Jess has some conflict with. And I think it will be... Hannah and I had an interesting conversation about it. And I think this convers- this note or this question is better addressed when Hannah comes on. Uh, so I will... I, I mean, the simple answer is no. But I think she will bring a more nuanced uh, perspective to okay. that. Okay. All right, fine. I was just curious. And there's like a foil sort of introduced for Jess that makes it more interesting. I mean, are you a Jess like... You're probably more Jess than I am, but I think neither of us are Jess. No, I don't think I'm Jess like. But it's also interesting because there aren't a lot of female-fronted sitcoms where there certainly weren't, you know, um, in 2011 yet. And so it's like, who do you see yourself... You know, people talk about representation. Like, who do you see yourself in? Like... A lot of people are watching Seinfeld, and they're like, okay, I'm the Jerry. I think very few people are saying I'm the George or the Kramer. Maybe you are looking at it through Elaine's prism, but I probably not. Famously. You're probably more the, the, Jer- the Jerry. But um, There's no way I'm a Jerry. No, but like you could at least – like I don't know. You, you viewed the show through the prism of Elaine? No, I've told you many times. I'm George with maybe Elaine rising. Yeah, I'm you're George with Elaine rising. Um, but, but the point is like – I was just wondering why you've seen New Girl 20 times, and maybe the answer is, well, you've never identified with a character the way you identify with Jess from New Girl. That's interesting. I, You know, look, I definitely think representation matters, much largely not in the way we're talking about it, but I don't think I watch shows because I feel like I personally identify with a character. I think I more identify with, like, the writing of a show, like the sense of humor mm-hmm. of the show overall, or I could see myself like liking a guy on the show, you know, like that kind of thing. Like I could sure, like, put yeah. myself into the world and like I could be friends with these people or I couldn't, or I would, I would have my heart broken in the same way, or I would have that revenge line in the same way. But I don't necessarily find myself too often saying, Oh, I love the league and I'm such a, Ruxin, Rafi. you know, like I like I don't normally feel like I put myself or identify with a character. I almost said Rafi, but I, Ruxin would I, be the closest. Are, are, do you um, know any Rafis? Is Missy a female Rafi? Thank God, <laughs> no. M- Missy's a a Jenny. Oh, okay. Um, I I, all I right. don't know. Do you identify? Do you identify with anyone in the series so far? No, it's too soon, too too early to really make that uh, distinction. I, I don't. I, maybe I, that's one of the reasons. I think it's the main reason why I don't like Friends is I don't like any of the three guys, and I was never really able to see myself as any of them. It's not like, and I never thought like, oh, I want to be friends with these people. I I specifically did not want to be friends with those people. That's why I'm not a Friends fan. I, maybe I don't, that's we why I'm not a Friends person either. Yeah, have you, you like have you? Or do you hate Friends? Are you uh, nothing Friends? Are you a Friends casual? You watch it if it's on. I think more of a friend's casual. I My best friend growing up loved friends, like psycho loved friends. I guess like mm-hmm. I like Seinfeld. I'm a staunch defender of Seinfeld over friends if that debate ever comes up. No, there's no, but not I don't show. hate friends. I'm familiar enough to play like friends seen it and like do fine. Remember seen it? Is that still yes, a thing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, great, great callback. 
but but I agree. I mean, I've never like I'm the Rachel. I'm more of a Chandler, I think. <laughs> I'm like a Chandler with like a Monica intensity, but not the cleanliness rising. Okay. All right. That makes sense. What about you? It's just this is all about me here. I'm the Jess of this podcast. Um, <laughs> in in wh- who who am I of the friends? I'm probably the Phoebe. <laughs> so you're quirkier. Yeah, I think I'm the Phoebe because I'm not like I'm not Joey. I'm not just like a straight dope, but I'm probably the Phoebe. You're probably like a Phoebe with the Chandler rising. You love the rising stuff. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like a mix. Like you're like. Your secondary character would be. Yeah, I understand. I understand what it means. All right. Well, we're almost done. I mean, I want to suggest the list of DVDs Jess has. Are they all immediately put into the crappy movie diaper on Renap? Is Curly Sue being dropped into the crappy movie? I just we watched Curly Sue as a family. The kids watched it. I was in and out, but they watched it um, a few months ago. I, I, I tweeted about it that the girl who played Curly Sue did nothing in Hollywood ever again. Showed up on The Voice three years ago and won the show The Voice. To no fanfare. Spoiler alert. Wow. I mean, I'm yes. working on not spoiling so hard here, and you just go around spoiling willy-nilly. Yeah. you're One of the crazy things about like those types of shows now, like the America's Got Talent, American Idol, The Voice, like other unless they're giving you a big cash prize, like winning does almost nothing for you, unless you're absolutely incredible. Because like who cares who won The Voice? Like that's not getting you a record deal. It's certainly not getting you like anything past your first album if they're giving you a record deal. Like, Nobody knows who this person is. They probably have, like, no followers. They're probably not making music. Um, but, yeah, she quit. She uh, left Hollywood, came back 25 years later, won The Voice, and then still nothing, probably. I really don't know anything about singing competitions and rally television. Um, but, yeah, Curly Sue. Uh, we it, No, it's, my kids loved it. They cracked up the whole time, so I don't think it'd be in the crappy movie diaper. So maybe that's the next, like, kids do Disney Plus. But Disney Plus plus kids. She well, it's funny. I don't know if this is going to become a theme, but like there's a second straight episode. She's like really gotten into like which movie she's into. Jess. Yeah. I don't know. I can't answer these questions. This is kind of hard. Maybe you should binge it and we should have the discussion where you've seen at least a season. What if I became what if I like knew much more about the show than you? Like I became an expert. I, I think by the end you will. That's the goal. The student becomes the teacher. Yeah, I mean, you watch these episodes every week the same way I do, no? No, yeah. It's actually been eye-opening. Like, I watch them, obviously, with more intensity than I do normally. Of course. All right, we have a question from the great Av Sinensky, who said, Keeve said today that Ringo, so not today, whenever he asked, said, sent this tweet in, that Ringo is his favorite Beatle. Same answer that Zooey Deschanel gives. And he, mm-hmm. he added Zooey Deschanel. That's a big, I never add celebrities, especially in something like this, uh, gives in 500 Days of Summer. Is she living rent-free in his head? Has Zooey Deschanel been on your mind since we started this podcast? She is not. Uh, I forgot. I, I, I haven't seen the movie, even though I've seen it a few times. I've not seen it in enough time that I did not remember. She says Ringo is a favorite Beatle. I just thought that was the best joke to make in like the one second I had to think about that because it's lame to say John, who like sucked, and then Paul, who's still around, just hanging out with Lord Michaels. And so Ringo was like just the funny best answer. But I have no actual opinion um, on who the best Beatles. They're all bad. I don't like the Beatles. That's a hot take. Yeah, but I've dropped that many times before. Oh, imagine me having paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. All right. 
let's let's uh revisit our boyfriend rankings. We now know more about Spencer. Last week we put uh do I remember his name. Do you remember the guy's name from uh, Miles? Benjamin's no, I don't remember. Before. Wait, is it Miles? I thought it was Peter. Peter, Peter. Is that right? Uh, I think I you think were supposed right, to be yeah. tracking this again. I am tracking it. I, I'm opening up my trusty boyfriend tracker. We have Spencer and Peter. Last week we put okay. Spencer ahead of Peter. Do you want to? He's pretty bad. Things? Well, I don't think Spencer does anything. Like, yes, he makes her drive him, but like Peter's just pure evil. I think Spencer, like, he gives her a hug. Like, he clearly cares about her. He's a like he might end up being like 89th out of 90, but he's still better than Peter. So I'm going to keep Spencer ahead of Peter in the boyfriend ranking. Okay, last time you put Peter first, I swayed you to put Peter. You swayed bottom. me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm switching now. Oh, so maybe well, we well, need sheet wow. two in the boyfriend tracker. You're not no, on Excel. No. Maybe you need a, just a different section. Can I can I be honest uh, with, with you here? I'm just in a word, a, an email draft to myself. So yeah, that's what I suggested that you open an email. I think that's pr- okay. I like to do a lot. So of you have work Peter emails. ahead of Spencer. I have Peter uh, ahead of Spencer. And let me tell you why I was willing to give Spencer the benefit of the doubt last week. Clearly, they had a relationship. Right. That's why I said that's, you know, Zooey vouches in some way for Spencer for being with him for six years after this when he cheats on her is still dating that woman makes Jess uh, shows up without the stuff when that's the only goal of the meeting makes Jess drive her to the airport is so like selfish about giving the stuff back where is her jam shirt it says Jess's jamboree says he wants to keep it refuses to help acts like she's in a terrible situation oh you could stay here if you want like I'm covering more of the episode, I think, in my rant about this than I did actually cover the episode. But all of that, it's like you cheated on her, dude. Like, have some respect for her. Give her her shit back and get the hell out of her life. So that is why I'm moving Spencer down below Peter, who's a jerk uh, for sure. But, like, that's a one-off. He owed her nothing. He's a complete jerk. But I think if you've dated someone for six years and you cheat on them and then you treat them with such disrespect after the fact... You're below someone who goes on the first date. Wow. So this is what makes you hate him. I'm, I mean, I, I agree with you. But I'm, have you ever had uh, trouble getting something back from an ex? I've had trouble giving. Oh, uh, yes. I've, I, I, I've had more trouble giving something back to an ex. Mm-hmm. But I have had trouble getting something back from an ex. Because I left a, sir, I, we did New Year's at his friends in Connecticut. I left a scarf there. I really liked that scarf. And then while we were still together, I was like, please ask your friend, like, the next time you see him to, like, get the scarf back. Oh, he's going to mail it. Okay. Then we break up. I'm like, hey, I still want the scarf. And then I had to forgo the scarf. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I remember somebody once telling me that they're, um, they broke up with somebody and the boyfriend just would not respond to, like, messages about the stuff. She called up her mom. She's like, what's your address? And she just mailed all of his stuff in boxes to his mom. I think giving back stuff can be harder. That's what I'm saying. I have had more trouble. I would have gotten the scarf back if it wasn't like a state away at a friend's house. I think it was more getting it from the friend of the ex. Can we get, should that that be the goal of this podcast? Can we get you the scarf back now? (laughs) I could ask him. him, We could get him on this podcast now. Can you guess which exit is based on how confident I am that I could get him on the podcast How much detail am I allowed to give? Uh, <laughs> can I say his job? Well, I can edit it out. Can I say his job? Yeah. Uh, the PT? Yeah. Okay. I got yes. It. I listen. <laughs> I listen, baby. I listen to everything. 
Have do you have exes, Keith? Um, I I, I one like high school. <laughs> oh, the girl you went to the movie with. Which movie? Autumn in New York. There was like some story on Renap that you went to like a movie in sleepaway camp with some girl or something. Um. Oh no, that but that wasn't a girlfriend. That was like yes, there was there was a stretch where when I was a counselor in for in a camp for children with special needs, you you were like done for the night at eight or nine o'clock and you could do whatever you wanted. We were allowed to leave. Like one person had OD, which meant they would watch like the whole group of kids. So we'd go out and we would go to like ten o'clock showings, but it was a crazy day. We'd get up at seven a.m. and like we were these kids' parents essentially for. You know, 13, 14 hours. It was a brutal day. You know, and some of the kids had, you know, were in wheelchairs, whatever, like physically exhausting in addition to like just draining work. So we went to like a movie almost every night because it was like the middle of nowhere in New York. And that's like the only thing there was to do. There was like a bowling alley. We'd go to like a couple nights a week and then we just go to the movies. And there's like two kosher restaurants within like an hour drive. Yeah. So we went to Vanilla Sky. I did go with a girl. It wasn't a date, um, but we did go just the two of us. And I was like snoring ten minutes in, uh, or not maybe not in this guy. Um, Road to Perdition. We went to Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks, <laughs> and I was sno- I was snoring. It's like a very dark movie where it's raining the whole time. It's a very easy movie to be snoring in. Um, and then uh, like the next like twice more in the next week, I was slept. I fell asleep in the movies. And the third time, she's like, "Well, why are we doing this?" And I was like, "Why well, enjoy this? I don't know. You're watching the movie. Like, she's like, it's so weird that you'd go to fall asleep. I'm like, well, no, I go to watch the movie." But if it doesn't catch my attention the first 20 minutes, like maybe I'm working harder than you. Probably not. But like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired. But she was very mad. And then we never went to the movies again. I think that's it. Uh, this wasn't great. This was great. No, people like this. If they want. How about this? If they want us to, to talk a lot and they're fine with limited new girl, I think they like this. If they want more new girl, this is just not going to be the podcast for them necessarily anyway, even though we will definitely get into it every episode. Uh, we didn't say who won the week in new girl, though. Okay, well, we didn't say it last week either. That's a I think we podcast. did. I think we, we had, like, the MVP that. of the week last week. No, we didn't. We absolutely, I listened to the can, podcast five times. You okay, can we go? All. Can, all right, so can, how about this? We'll, go, we'll give last week's MVP and then this week's MVP, and we'll track the MVPs going we forward. Did, we did do a ranking of the characters. Is that what you're thinking of? Ah, okay, yes, that's what I'm I, thinking of. I, I have a lot of podcasts. I mix I them think, up sometimes. I think who won the week is more interesting, and then like on a season basis, you can rank your characters. Well, I think with Jess's monologue, like she comes out the best. I think of of the fellas, Schmidt clearly is number one this episode. But I'm gonna say Jess won the week. He's number one in terms of laughs because I feel like Nick is number one in terms of like being a human. He's the one yeah. who sort of gives her that pep talk. He yes. backs her. Yeah, he, but we're not judging it based on their that. humanity. We're just like who. Who and which characters in the best place? Like I think I think Jess has the most growth for sure in this episode. Well, that's contradictory. You just said we're not doing it based on humanity, but Jess has the best growth. So I think if it's based on like who was looked the best this week, I think Schmidt was the funny. Like had all the laughs, honestly. Okay, yeah, I, I would agree with but that. But if it's by humanity, but if it's by humanity, then it's Jess. Fine. So let's just say Schmidt won the week. I think that's going to be a common phrase that we say. <laughs> okay, spoiler. You're a well, Nick no, you gal. Can already so I tell know. Schmidt is Schmidt is funny. Like I mean, everyone's funny, of but Schmidt is Schmidt. His name is Schmidt. I mean, you knew that from reading his name. Do we know his first name, or is that that not revealed? Um, do you want to know? I, no. I wouldn't like. We don't. We don't at this juncture know his first name. 
So let's just end it. You have anything? I, I did another 32 fans patron podcast. I understand that my audio is terrible and that no one's listened to it, but I really Your audio wasn't terrible. It. You just didn't always speak into the mic. Well, I was home and I didn't have my mic stand, which apparently I'm not doing much better in today. But, Are you back home now? Uh, I'm back in New York. Back in New York. Chester and I did two and a half hours ranking uh, like 60 something quotes. And the and I'll plug the other patron podcast, which was great, which with a guy I'm calling Jerome. That's his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great, too. I think if you're a Seinfeld fan, they're putting out great content that's being overlooked by like their sports or whatever. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Jared Jerome, great guy. Um, the Jewish voice in the history of the world, right? We could say that also. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you've heard yourself, right? You no, he's <laughs> way more. He's way more than me. You don't think I, I could? Know, my I voice could pass for Gentile? It. No, definitely not. Okay, just asking. <laughs> Are you have anything to plug, Akiva? Um. Not really. Uh, at Keeve twenty six, I would. I, I want to know who's gonna get to the, the next follower count first. Is Ali at Last Tweets gonna get to five thousand followers on Twitter first, or is at Kev twenty six gonna get to four thousand first? Because we're pretty similar. You know, we're like each one hundred fifty away or something like that. Um. Okay. So as we're ending the podcast, can I give you a horrific image that's gonna scare you? No. I want to thank our first five star reviewers because we are exploding and i just want to say yes yeah, so you can give me the her- her- horrific image after but i want to allow people to jump out but i want to thank them first because akiva knows like i'm normally not like this and thank god that i don't have access to the metrics of who's listening to the challenge podcast how many times did i tweet you about how many people were listening and what people were saying and how many reviews we had constantly all Estimate week conservatively uh, i'd yeah, say i got a number update i think eight times probably So it astounds me that we've only been on Apple Podcasts for like three days and we have had 27 people give us five star reviews. Only two of them were me. (laughs) And I'm just really so grateful because I'm always proud of the well, not always proud of the challenge podcast, but I, you know, I care about the challenge podcast. Of course, I care about all the podcasts I do. This is the first one where like we had the idea ourselves. We like launched it ourselves. We edited ourselves, yes. and like we, to me, using we like, as loosely as possible <laughs> for the edited. Sure, no, but like we, uh, I couldn't do it without you, Akiva, Akiva, and I wouldn't do it without you. So mm. I'm so proud that we put this out. And if no one's listening, that would be fine. But the fact that people, without even asking, gave us such favorable reviews, I'm sure the criticism will come. But it really has meant a tremendous amount to me. So I'm gonna do what I do on the Challenge Podcast, which is thank you all. Um, by name for people who left a comment. We only have nine people who left comments, but I, we appreciate the reviews totally. I think apparently it does help people find the show. So if you liked this podcast and you want to rate and review us, um, you can search new girl, old guy on, um, Apple podcasts. You could just search new girl on Apple podcasts, or you can go to, and we didn't know this last week, but we're learning together folks on the job. Um, you can go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy, and that will link you to uh, where you can get the podcast. Although I guess it doesn't link you to Apple. So those are your two options. <laughs> uh, we're janky. You know it. You love it, hopefully. So thank you very much to Smarmy Plankton, mm-hmm. Alaru, Slinzy, 
Yom Yo MTV Raps. <laughs> I'm reading it in the Jewish way. Yom Raps. <laughs> Yo MTV Raps 80. Becky and Casey. Al.Shine.92. Thorfist7373. LL from Earth as opposed to LL from Cool J. Uh, E-G-H-J-S-K-D-U-F. I really I'm hope this is coming off sincere. I know I don't often come off sincere. Really blows me away and I appreciate it. You can also get a link to Apple by following me at Lash Tweets or Keep Tweets. Oh, is it your bi- is it in your bio? Uh, no, but I think it's a pin tweet. Okay, that's good. Or Would I you will make have this it as a pin part tweet. of your bio. Uh, I don't even have the challenge as part of my bio. What do you oh think yeah, we just have jokes in our bio. Well, I don't get it. Why? Why are you a big fan of slant rhyme or whatever your bio is? I think I said it in actually like a podcast chat with like Puya and Liana and Kirsten and famously not you. Um, and we were like talking about how what kind of chat are you I in am, with was, Puya, Liana and Kirsten, but not me? I was like, I'm a big fan of slant rhyme. And then I was like, should that be my right Twitter bio? That. So I'm just tr- I don't have a great Twitter. If people want to submit Twitter bios for me, I w- am open to them. I think that would piss off Brian. If I had this in my Twitter bio and not the challenge, I think never Brian noticed. would be like, that's never messed noticed. up. He has it in his Twitter bio. He might notice. All right, thanks, everyone, for bearing with us. We're at 146 now. It'll probably be edited down to, like, 15 minutes when I get rid of everything that we talked about. Uh, we appreciate it. We have fun. We hope you do, too. Uh, we will see you next week for Episode 3 of NGOG.